When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. <clears throat> Let's talk about B. John Robinson because he is being talked about as he's this year's, you know, generational running back. Um, so first of all, how generational are we talking here? Because that, you know, th- that word has started to get mm-hmm. pretty, you're, you're pretty uh, numb to that word these days, right? Every year. There's somebody that's generational. Yes, yes, yes. No, and to me, a generation is like a football career. It's like eight years. Okay. The, every eight years in the NFL, kind of, you have a completely new group of NFL players. Now you get some holdovers at quarterback, offensive line, but running back, if you have an eight-year career running back. You're doing well. That's it. You know, so that's a generation uh, in the NFL. So that's also the span of the PFF college era, basically. We've done nine years of grading college football. I would put B. John Robinson personally as the best running back of that time span just in terms of projection to the NFL. I thought Saquon's running style had a little too many worries, in my opinion, uh, when projecting the league. Obviously, fantastic athlete all around, no questions about that. But, like, he was a home run play merchant. Like, he was the guy bouncing outside. He'd stop his feet behind the line of scrimmage. He wasn't as decisive as I see Bijan Robinson on tape. And then Robinson's, like, there in that realm athletically. I, I'm not sure if he's going to test as off the charts as Saquon, but it, you don't need to. To be an elite running back at the NFL, he has very high-end tools. So, so that, that would be my first question. If if he's the best running back during the PFF era since we've been grading college football, who who was that before this year? Who was the previous best running back you've seen come out? That's tough. Now, I didn't love Leonard Fournette. Um, obviously, he was like the second highest drafted. So you have Saquon was the highest drafted right. too, Leonard four, Zeke four. Um, and Zeke was just very good, very sound. Zeke was like that guy who was – Maybe not the anti Saquon Barkley, but like all the things that you kind of knock Saquon Barkley for, Zeke did. Right? Yeah. Zeke's like this guy is NFL built all of him. Like he gets upfield, he can pass protect, he can do all the little things. Um, but I'll trend more towards the guy who's probably just a dynamic athlete. So love Saquon, love Dalvin Cook. Obviously coming out, but he has other issues. But I'd probably have said Saquon was probably the best in the PFF era before. Do you have a comp for Bijan? Oh. Not a good one. Not nothing I loved. I, I I could look real quick who I put in the draft guide, but so when I was watching his tape, um, he kind of struck me as a little bit of of what you're saying before that everything he does he makes look really easy, mm-hmm. like and it doesn't necessarily look like he's you know going 100, percent but it just works. And that reminded me a lot of the kind of style is a lot of how Christian McCaffrey did really well. But yeah. Christian McCaffrey's a good athlete, with the exception of his three cone, which is like mind blowingly insane. But everything else, he's like a good athlete. But what if you took that and made it, in, you know, had the same style from a great athlete? That kind of is where I'm feeling with B. John Robinson at the moment. All right. I put Edron James. Okay. B. John Robinson. Yeah. So the kind of the do it all backs that were the rage in the 2000s. Right. There's Edge, LT. Like that's the mold. That, that's the mold. 
And LT in, isn't a bad comp either. Yeah, actually. I mean that's he, like he a, a similar, those guys were all very similar. Yeah, and he had a similar um, style of like it didn't look difficult. Like mm -hmm. he just made those things look easy. I, I think my comp for McCaffrey when he was coming out was Priest Holmes, which again, like when he was at his peak, was absurd. Yeah, like they're all in that kind of similar mold of they just make this kind of thing look simple, and the, a lot of it is the vision and always being in the right place. And there are a lot of runs he makes where you can see the cut he's going to make but he somehow makes it better and then gets through a gap better than other people making the same cut. It's just his ability to actually succeed doing those things is insane. It's just smooth. Smooth. Yeah. So, okay, so if he's the best running back to come along, Saquon was probably the one before that. We can those are the I think you've yeah. mentioned the guys that are in that conversation, right? Saquon, Leonard Fournette depending on how you liked him, mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, um Bijan is now number 1 in that that category. The real question becomes knowing what we know about team building, about running back data, PFF, how dependent running backs are and everything else, all those kind of things, right? Then all the way to the extreme of running backs don't matter, blah, blah, blah. How high do you take a guy like that? And this is not how high should the NFL take it. How high, if you GM Michael, mm -hmm. how high does GM Michael draft Bijan? So there's, this is set stage a little before I say where I draft. Like, <laughs> there's like a few things at play here, right? One is, the positional value just like how much he's going to impact the field we've seen i think the chiefs learned this where it's like draft a running back you think it's like you know this icing on the cake the last piece of the puzzle chair on top whatever but truth is the teams the best teams in the nfl don't want to take the hand the ball out of the hands of the quarterback right they, they want to pass you want to be able to run the ball but truthfully you don't want you know the offense to revolve around derrick henry you don't like those guys get you only so far you want to win through the air. That's how you do it. And as good as you can be as a receiver running back, you're probably still going to be like an average wide receiver. There's few guys who are actually running backs that could have been, you know, Chris McCaffrey's probably like one of the few, and that's why the 49ers right. paid the premium, where it's like this guy can actually just split out wide and do be a receiver and cool, and then make an impact there. So I wouldn't, you know, Bijan at 220, is he ever going to be that as a receiver? Eh, probably not. So it, to join the elite, to be among the elite, you just want to pass. And that inherently devalues the running back position. And then what I other, the other point I said was, if you play eight years um, at the running back position, that's a career. Like, that's a long career in the NFL. Whereas if you draft other, say, lower value positions, guard, tight end, those guys 12 or 13 years is what you're expecting out of that. Like, that can be a cornerstone, especially offensive line where if you get a you know, a Jason Kelsey, if you get a guy who's like a stalwart at guard, they're there for 15 years and they're also relatively like they take pay cuts. Like, they, they, like to the hometown discount, a lot of guys taking those are the guys who aren't complaining about their contracts tend to be along the offensive line for whatever reason it is. Like you don't see a lot of O-line holdouts. That's just not a thing. So those two issues aside, I think B. John Robinson is still good enough that I'd go as high in this draft because it always, you know, depends right. on the other talent that you could get. And that's an important point. Like we, everyone always talks about, like never take a running higher than whatever point. Yes. It always depends what else <laughs> is available. And actually, specifically with running backs in the first round, I think that may actually be the most important thing. It's the opportunity cost of what you could be yeah. potentially passing up the higher up the draft you go. I would go as high as 18 to the Detroit Lions. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Because to me, to draft a running back that highly, I have to have a very good offensive line also. I don't care about the other aspect. Like, you know, the other things we said of like, oh, it has to be the last piece of a championship team. No, like I have to have a top five, 10 
top 10 at worst offensive line already for me to think it's going to pay off for me because that's when it really does, in my opinion, like having that elite level of running back is when it pays off is when it takes you into that realm of unstoppable rushing game. So 18 Detroit, 23 Baltimore, and then that might be it of teams I'd actually be willing to pull the trigger on the first round. Dallas? And then 31 Philly. Dallas, no, because they're stuck with Zeke still, right? I mean, maybe they cut him, but they're stuck with that cap hit. Um, and then that, I guess if you don't, if you let Pollard walk too, maybe, but like, right. I don't know. I, I just think Dallas has other needs. And, and again, it's going to come to the offensive line too, where um, they did a good job of trying to rebuild it, but Tyron Smith, Jason Peters, obviously, they're old. I think, um, I think running back should be very clearly separated between the sort of what you would invest in free agency or second contracts and the draft. I think mm -hmm. they tend to get lumped into the same conversation as don't invest in running backs yeah. at the end. But I actually think there's a much stronger argument for investing in running backs in the draft even high than there is investing a big money free agent contract in a running back. Yeah. And so where, but I do think you get to a point in the first round, like the higher up you go, where it no longer makes sense, right? So Saquon, for example, I, I don't want a running back at number two. Like his contract is nuts for a running back. If he doesn't pan out, it's a problem. Plus, as you said, no offensive line. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's just harder. Um, and at number two, the opportunity cost of what you could have had, you know, behind door number two is probably a lot Huge. stronger. Yes. Um, but let's say, let's Najee Harris, Jonathan Jake or Josh Jacobs, they, I think they both went in the same position, 24. 20s, yeah. Um, those guys, contract wise, are not on a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like when you look where they stack up relative to other running backs in the NFL, that's a really reasonable deal. Yeah. And at the point where you're picking 24 or wherever in the 20s, you're probably not passing up on a blue chip prospect to take that guy there. Um, the contract isn't bad. And yet the talent at running back is arguably going to be the best guy in the draft, right? So I think that's the kind of sweet spot where it's actually, I don't have a problem with drafting a running back in the first round somewhere in, you know, the lower half of the middle of the round and below, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and last year, the first running back, running back off the board was Brees Hall, right? And that was fine. Like the mm -hmm. Jets drafted Brees Hall with their fourth pick. They had, Three yeah. at that well, point? Yeah, they yeah. three in the first round. Fourth right. pick. You're like, that's that's fine. His contract is a bargain. He might be the best running back available in this draft. That's a steal. Yeah. Embrace it.